Jack Selby. Welcome back to Underemployed. It is your boys, Jack Selby and David Hart, a.k.a. the White Beatles. We are coming to you live from Falls Church, Virginia. David, how you doing? Um, I, I guess I feel like Ringo. I haven't listened to music. They haven't contributed anything to the zeitgeist. Overrated. How many number one How many number one hits did the Beatles have this millennium? Zero. How many number one hits did Ray Sremmer have this millennium? One. Thank At least you. one. So, thank you. Next. Uh, how you doing, David? How you feeling? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm feeling good. The sun is out for longer these days, so, you know, that's better. It's noticeable. Um, small, but noticeable increments. Now, full disclosure, we're recording this at 8.24 at night with all true. my blinds closed, so, in my room. So This is also very true. But, yes, in general, now the sun goes down. The two things are not mutually exclusive. What? We can record late, and the sun can still be out later. That's true. And, you know, we also know that the sun will come out tomorrow. Yes. You yes, bet, indeed. You can bet your bottom dollar. Uh, so, David, how is the job doing? Uh, the ahead. job is job is doing well. Uh, I am, you know, as I've said in the past, I spend a lot of time in my car. Um, so I've gotten good at navigating back roads, and I'm at the point now where I can pretty much navigate most places in D.C. If I know where where something is, I can navigate to most places in D.C. without having to use my maps, uh, which is, you know pretty cool obviously i can do anything in arlington and i know falls church pretty well you know they're both falls church is particularly easy because there is one, one street, street with bars yes one and by the way when we say one street it's also one part of one street it's pretty much just there's dogwood tavern there's the irish four province there's the street. space bar there's Ma- space mad bar. fox there's liberty barbecue you've got the harris teeter that's also got a, uh, a bar in it yeah the harris teeter has a beer and wine bar. They don't have a liquor license, but they have beer and wine. Um, there is also... Also, if you want to get like an egg salad sandwich at 2.30 in the morning because that place is open 24 hours, there's no better place than that. That is true. Too. Yeah, you know. Unless we were in Japan and then we'd go to a Lawson's. Have you ever been to Japan? I have not. We should go for the, for the podcast sometime. Yes, we'll do a pod special, but we will not end up like Logan Paul. <laughs> you don't want to take a trip into the suicide forest? No, not for, at all. Probably for the best. Not at all. Also, um, I will say... Speaking for both of us. We also won't be running around in kimonos. Oh, did you do that too? He did that too. You know, we're also, unlike Logan Paul, we're also just not shitheads. I mean, we are shitheads, but... Not we're problematic. Different, we're yeah. different kinds of shitheads. We're not problematic shitheads. Yes. Uh, our shitheadery is conduced entirely to our, this podcast. Our shitheadery is just headassery. Right. Where if you're around us for more than six minutes, you go... This is enough. Yeah, this is, wow. Pump the brakes. <laughs> My favorite example of that is, I think this is when I was picking you and Bethany up from Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. in the car, somehow weddings got brought up. We talked mm-hmm. about weddings a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, David, of course we know the best wedding song of all time is. And I paused and you said... International Players Anthem. Yes. And I remember Bethany saying, oh, I hate that. And I said, what, the song? She goes, no, I hate the fact that you knew that. <laughs> and I said, that's David and me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of weddings, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. Woo! Weddings. Yes. Yes, the, streak, the streak continues. <laughs> the streak lives. We're going to streaking! Going to Baltimore for this one. Ooh. So this Charm is, City. Yes, Charm City. Uh, amusingly enough, the the couple we're going to see get married, uh, my old roommate, Nadine, and her uh, fiancé, Patrick, soon-to-be husband. 
who works for Charm City Meadworks. Oh. Yeah. So he's he and I are in the same kind of industry. He just sells a more niche product than I do. And not Natty Bowes, as you might think. Natty Bowes is not even made in Baltimore. Yeah, and I, as I said to you, that you just told me Santa Claus isn't real. It's been made in North Carolina for almost 15 years. I didn't know it was that long. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sort of sad, but we, you know, we are, I like Baltimore as a city. what state. happens when you ship union jobs out. Yeah. I, Baltimore is a fine city. It gets a bad rap. Just because it has a lot of terrible parts to it, and just because it has... It's a lot better than it was 10 years ago. Yes. I mean, it's also, they're trying to do, I mean, beyond Camden Yards and beyond the Inner Harbor, Harbor there, there needs Fells to... Point, Federal Hill... Well, they're working on the whole city. Yeah. I had an interesting sort of encounter earlier this week where I was at a bar, um, and one of the bartenders was talking about how there were parts of D.C. that were just called no-goes. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I sort of looked at her very inquisitively because I didn't believe this. She was like, yeah, these were, just, were whole neighborhoods where just the police just wouldn't go. And I was like, right, that's just not true. Like, like that, it, is, that, is, that is the same yeah. sort of... That's the same sort of... of unsubstantiated nonsense that gets pelted around online about why Muslims are dangerous because the police in Sweden won't go into certain neighborhoods in Malmo because the Muslims have taken over and it's just not true. Does Switzerland not does Switzerland have a police force since they're a neutral country, do you think? Yes. Okay. They still have citizens. They still have crime that happens. I just assume that everyone was on their best behavior there all the time. I mean, probably, but you know, that's also because they have a, you know, basic standard of living that is uh, much higher than 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 that of here, you've no, you'll notice that countries that have a higher standard of living tend to have a lower rate of crime because crime is born out of desperation. I'm saying, you know, maybe we should move to Switzerland too after we go to Japan to visit. That's expensive. Yeah, but it's for the podcast. Yeah, but that's expensive. It's for the pod. Speaking of the pod. Um, well, business expenses. It's a, yeah, we'll write it off on tax. So I did see you on Sunday because you went to the Vince Staples concert with mm-hmm. Bethany. How was that? Vince Staples was great. Uh he had two openers. We didn't see the first one. We saw the second one, whose name was Buddy. Hey, buddy. Which is... Hey, buddy. I gotta tell you, not the worst rap name I've ever heard, but amongst it's, them. But, it, but it, it gets invited to the worst rap name party. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's up there with uh, with Consequence, Trouble, and um, KRS-One. You're gonna, wow, that is, a, ooh, that is a hot take. It's a KR- terrible name. It's not a great name, I'll give it's you that. It's a terrible name. It's funny because consequence, yeah, consequence. It's one of the, consequence is one of those ones where you could type in consequence rapper and you'd have to scroll for like two or three pages before you actually get to the rapper consequence. It's more just consequences for a rapper. Who's an okay rapper, by the way. He's I mean, not, he used to be in Con, you know Kanye's deal. He, he was in the Good Music fold. Trouble had one song on the GTA Five soundtrack exactly. with, with Gucci that I remember. And Trouble, that. Gucci man, no bachelor bitch, so don't get too attached to this. Trouble might be the worst name because again. Rapper. Trouble. Good fucking life. I was going to say, that maybe the most synonymous adjective with rappers is the word trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Staples was okay. How long did he perform? Staples was good. Staples did an hour. Um, pretty tight hour. Not... So about triple the length of an album. Yes. And he did stuff from Summertime 06. He did stuff from Big Fish Theory. He did stuff from FM. He did stuff from... Um... Did he do anything from the Mac Miller tape? The, uh, uh shit... No, but he did do a Ma- he did play the Mac Miller Tiny Desk concert in in its entirety at the end of the show. Oh, that's actually oh, that's really cool. It was nice because uh, I'm pretty sure they filmed that in DC. Okay, I'm pretty sure they do those. Yeah, because it's at the NPR. Yeah, they do so. the t- those Tiny Desk shows in DC. So that was very that was very pertinent. Um, I got to tell you the I I got 
really just fed up with the people around me screaming, we love you, Mac. We miss you, Mac. And I'm just like, y'all. You don't, no point in screaming this. Yeah, like, he ain't here. Yeah. You can think it. But that's just me being cynical, David. An insensitive, an insensitive butthead because <laughs> I like while I appreciate Mac Miller, you know my my issues with him are I long know. known. We, on this we, podcast. we talked about it on the, on the 14th episode. They are we both long known that first. I also just wasn't generally a fan of his music, so the fact that he was also kind of a shithead didn't. And here's the thing: he got a lot better, and he became less. Yes. He's like, he got he got a lot better as a personality and as a as, as as an artist and a producer, especially as he got older. Yes, and you know a lot of that comes with figuring his shit out. The stolen new EP, by the way, that was the uh, Vince Staples, yes. Larry Fisherman. Yes. So we also on a more I guess this is sort of this is sort of a rap story at its core, even though it doesn't involve rappers. Uh, Robert Kraft, who many of you know as the owner of the New England Patriots. And the New England Revolution in MLS. Yes, but more of you know him as the owner of the Patriots. Uh, Got caught a couple of days ago. I think maybe longer, but the details have started coming out since. Started coming out Monday, was it? Tuesday? Yeah. No, Monday. Uh, I think he got caught either Saturday, Sunday, and then more details Monday. Um, David, what was the... You probably know the details a little better than I do. So Robert Kraft was arrested in, I believe, Jupiter, Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, on two counts of soliciting prostitution. Uh, this is part of, as I understand it, and I, you know, I've read a couple of different Mm -hmm. articles about it, but I'm not going to claim to be any sort of legal insider, but, uh, basically is claiming that this is part of a larger, uh, sting Sting operation operation, uh, carried out. I'm not sure if it was through Homeland, but... At the very least, state police are involved, and there is some inkling that there is a federal involvement because there is a possibility that there is a connection to human trafficking. Right. And we don't know the extent of Kraft's involvement in this. Um, I would tend to think that he has some awareness that this was an organized thing going on at this particular day spa, not necessarily implying that he knew that there was human trafficking yeah, going I'm gonna, on. I'm inclined to believe that he didn't know the trafficking part, but what they, they allegedly have on video is him ordering, receiving... They, well, the ESPN article I read uh, said oral sex and manual sex, which I assume just means regular sex, right? The hand job. Good old... L- liter- an, old, good fa- old an old fashioned. An old fashioned. <laughs> oh... Haven't had an old-fashioned in a long time. As, uh, as Jason Whitlock said on Twitter once, a rub and tug. I've, I've and li- yes, Jason Whitlock but, said that on Twitter. Well, for him, it's literally because you have to find it under all the. Yeah, time. you know. Anyway, anyway, ooh, that's you a, also have to, you also have to take you also have to take off the stupid trilby that his dick is wearing. Um, I, I know. Come, come get some. I was gonna say I know. I've got I, plenty of takes I, for you. What's great too is I know your view so much that I know which personalities you like, even if I've never heard you talk about the personalities. <laughs> Yeah. Jason Whitlock's going to be top of the shithead list. Um, I've literally never heard manual sex used to describe a hand job before. I, you know, I, it's what I'm assuming, because, you know. <laughs> that's true, you don't, le- yeah, that's true. Manual. Uh, ah, true, David just did the hand, okay, okay. Jazz hands. <laughs> great on the podcast. Um, yes, so great, it, for, great, for an audio, great for an audio, audio medium. So, I'm trying to figure out, first of all, I'm trying to figure out how Patriots fans will try to make themselves the victim in this case. They, they already every are. T- every time that something... Every time the Patriots get caught doing something bad, the Patriots fans always go, Whoa, 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 what is this? You know? I, here's the thing. If it turns out that... So there's, there's really there's two courses of action that I see happening. 
either we learn that Kraft did not truly was unaware of any sort of human trafficking going on and viewed yeah. this exclusively as prostitution. Prostitution, which is a, a very different discussion and one that should be had because prostitution should fucking be legal. I do, and like, I do agree with like, that. It, it, things that happen between two consenting adults yeah. are, are shouldn't be, you know, the business of, of law enforcement. Now, if money changes hands, then, you know, mm-hmm. government should get a piece of that action because... It's a business transaction. Right. Yada, yada, yada. And I think in that instance, the League probably will um, do something... I mean, I don't know if they're going to necessarily try and make an example out of him, because is Robert Kraft soliciting soliciting a prostitute worse than... I don't know, Greg Hardy beating the shit right. out of his girlfriend and which throwing got her onto a pile ten, of guns. Which got, got him, him 10 games, I think. Got him, I don't, I, yeah, sure, got him 10 games and then he was signed to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. So like, I think, I think, is, is, it, is it worse than that Dallas Cowboys player driving drunk and killing his teammate? Little. Is it worse than Plaxico Burris shooting himself in the leg, you know, endangering to be others? Fair, to be fair, Plaxico Burris thing was fucking hilarious. It was <laughs> fucking hilarious, but he still committed. <laughs> He, 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 he sure shot himself in the foot on that. One. It was it was it was a reckless thing that he did. Um, uh, mostly, who, who, who the fuck wears sweatpants to a nightclub? That's what I remember Colbert saying about it. it. Was like you're wearing. I mean, you gotta have athlete mind to be like, yeah, I'm wearing sweats to a nightclub in New York too. By the way, that's true. Not, you know, it's not anyway. Um, I think. But the, then, sorry. But then the other, the other side of it is Robert Kraft knew that there was human trafficking involved and continued to participate. And if that turns out to be the case. I think we, I think we could and rightfully should see the harshest punishment handed out by the league. Yeah. Um, and personally, you know, I know that uh, Bart Scott has said, you know, vacate the draft picks. The Patriots don't get a draft this year, or they don't get a draft next year. And I don't think that that's necessarily the right thing to do. That's because that's that's one person affecting action. I know he owns the team, but that's just one. But it's it's an unreal. It's it that is that is punishing unrelated people for right. the behaviors of the good. owner. What I think, if it turns out that he knowingly participated in a human trafficking ring, I think it needs to be a Donald Starling situation where he needs to be forced out of the league. I think. And, and I yeah. don't think that it's something where we, we can just let his son then take over. I think that you have to have new ownership. I'm okay with that. Also because I just think it'll come out that he probably didn't know about that. I think it was just old billionaire. There's a rumor going around. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean that's what I'm inclined. I mean, we don't know. Neither of us know. I'm just inclined to believe that he was just Robert I, Kraft I, soliciting. I want... I, I, I so... I don't, I, don't, I don't want to necessarily invest myself in a lot of this emotionally. But like I would really hope... You know, I would really hope that it's a situation where he didn't know, but I also fully expect it to come out that it's one of those, like, I, I, I either way, like, I'm going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. it's a terrible situation and it's not something that, you know, normally it's something that I would make fun of, but this is, as, as yeah. time has gone on and as we have become more and more aware of the trials and, and dangers of, of sex work and you know let's right. call it what it is sex work is work but there is a real danger for these people yes to 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 operate on their own without any sort of protection and you know there's just so many layers to this that we don't have either the expertise or the you know 
the the supporting cast around us to help fill us in on on those blanks bases. So I think that for now, um, Robert Kraft, you know, you done fucked up. You done. Because at the let's let's assume that it's the best case, and he was just soliciting the prostitution. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But again, is it worse than no? That part is no. it worse than Ray Carruth? No, no, no. Nothing's worse than Ray Carruth. Released from prison recently, wasn't he? Yeah, he was released. I think last year. So for those of you who don't know, Ray Carruth used to be a receiver, not a great receiver, but he was a receiver on the Panthers in the late nineties. He had he had gotten someone pregnant, a girlfriend, a girlfriend pregnant. And what he did was order a hit out on her to kill her and kill the baby. Yep. Uh, so the woman got her car blocked on the highway. She got shot. She eventually died of her injuries. The son, they did an emergency C-section. section and the son survived. The son mm-hmm. has some brain damage, but not, I, I, I'm relatively okay. You know, as far as that's concerned, like nothing Crippling. Debilitating. Yeah, I think he has physical limitations and mental limitations, which obviously makes sense. But so Ray Carruth got, I think, about 10 to 15, 20 years for that. And he just He's got. He's been out. in jail for a long time. And deservedly so. He's a scumbag. Um, yes. But yeah, no, no, that's the Robert Kraft thing. I think if it turns out the prostitution thing, you can't really suspend an owner for a game because that's not going to do anything. So, yeah, like, it's find him. On, it's a slap on the wrist. Find him from like 500000 to a million dollars. Like, which is a, even for a billion, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So set an example for that. If it's worse, we'll deal. Yeah. We'll deal with. We'll deal with the worst case if it turns out that. That's and the if worst the case NFL really wants to, you know, try and catch up with particularly basketball on being a socially conscious league, they would then donate all of that money to helping to either you know a, a human trafficking organization or uh, trafficking uh, an organization to help you know deal with battered women. I yeah, I think it would be a good thing. Or battered battered partners. Hopefully this situation turns out on the best end. Also because if it turns out to be prostitution, we can have a lot more fun with that story. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> then it's a funny story. Um I on a lighter well it's a lighter football note, but there's tragedy to some degree. Uh the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, um announced a couple of weeks ago. Well they didn't announce. They can't announce it until March, but um they can announce it. They just can't formalize. They it can't formalize. Well, they're, so they're actually both teams are forbidden from talking about it until the trade happens. Yeah, but it's not announced. Um, it's public it, knowledge. It's, it's just they can't comment. It's public knowledge uh, that Joe Flacco, uh, hero to many, Joe Flacco unfortunately to some. Joe Flacco unfortunately gets lost in the Shaquille O'Neal Barry Bond shuffle of heroism sports heroes on this show. Uh, that's unfortunate. Through no fault of Joe Flacco's. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's quite a stretch. Bite your tongue. And Joe Flacco... No. <laughs> I told the last person who would ever bite his tongue to bite his tongue. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that was, that was a full It's like telling a rhino to sit down when he's fully charging. Um, but Joe Flacco, their Super Bowl MVP quarterback, uh, my hero. No, he's not my hero, but he's he's a hero in the city of Baltimore. And to the Ravens organization is being... Not, not as influential as Ray Lewis, because let's remember, crime went down when Ray Lewis played. Thank you. <laughs> Of course. Ray Lewis said it, therefore. It has to be true. Thank you. You can't lie. Yeah, you can't yeah. lie during a Hall of Fame speech. That's no, part one that's part one of the no cause. No one's ever again. done that. No. And so they're trading Joe Flacco to the Broncos. The Broncos, who were the teams that Joe Flacco maybe had his peak moment as a football player against when he had the 70-yard mile-high miracle in the in the uh, divisional playoff game. Mm-hmm. But it's sad because Joe Flacco... Uh, and Jacoby... Yeah, it was Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones. And it was such a sad moment to see Joe Flacco who... Who just stood up on this city and said, I, I, I'm carrying this team on my back. 
as Ray Lewis was squirrel dancing in the corner and Joe Flacco said, here, come with me, my children. And Ed Reed was headhunting. <laughs> and growing a weird old man. Ed Reed, by the way, who has looked 80 years older than he is now. He looks like uh, Gandalf, almost. Ed Reed looks like uh, Denzel Washington in the Book of Eli. That's... <laughs> Again, only David Hart's going to make that reference. And ladies and gentlemen, you get a special treat with David Hart hosting this podcast. So I wanted to pay tribute to Joe Flacco by saying, Joe... From David Hart and myself. Don't don't put me into this. I will absolutely do absolutely that. Absolutely not. No, we are. Joe Flacco, we love you. Joe Flacco's an overrated quarterback. I, he's I, overpaid. La, la, he's overvalued. Truly, what has he contributed to their team after that MV, after that Super Bowl season? Which, granted, was a tremendous run that he yeah. went on, but Joe Flacco has statistically been worse, has been like the 35th rated quarterback in the NFL for the last three years. Jack, there are only 32 fucking teams in the NFL. So that means that there are three backups that are consistently statistically better than Joe Flacco. And on top of that, they're taking a smaller contract hit. Maybe if Joe Flacco, I don't know, diversified his fucking bonds. You need to diversify your bonds, nigga. Or signed a longer-term deal. They They might have been able to put some better talent around him so he wouldn't be throwing to Jacoby Jones and Michael Crabtree and John Smoke Brown. He did do that a couple years ago. That's why they were able to get rid of the contract because they said, okay, let's restructure the deal so that they can have more money for receivers and that helped them for a little bit. Yeah, it's really helped them a lot. They they won the division last year. Joe Flacco leads the league in checkdowns. Which is why, yes... He also leads the league in having the biggest fucking hose on the in the league. I mean, yeah, only after Byron, only after Byron Leftwich retired. Yeah, Byron Leftwich and Joe Flacco are in the same league. Actually, I like Byron Leftwich. Arm strength wise, yeah, they absolutely are. And, and Leftwich had that cool game against the Steelers in the playoffs. Or was that Garrard? That was Garrard. Well, never mind. Leftwich has nothing. Anyway, Leftwich was actually playing for the Steelers at the time. Oh, that's right. He was their backup. I forgot about that completely. Anyway, Joe Flacco, we love you. We miss you. Um, miss? He ain't gone yet. That's true. Well, he actually can't, he probably get, is. They can't get traded for a week and a half. He's probably already moved. I hope not. I hope that he gets a ticker tape parade on the streets of Baltimore. Yes, the, the one street with some tall buildings in Baltimore. <laughs> with the clock tower near Camden Yards? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Joe no. Flacco, good riddance. Have fun going out to Denver. Who's let's be let's be let's be honest. John Elway doesn't sucks as a talent he, evaluator. He, he kind of does. He only wants guys who remind him of him. Yeah. So he wants tall, broad shoulders, cannon for an arm, yeah. and which is why when he questionable got, mobility. Which is why when he got there and he had Tim Tebow and he said fuck this. Like Tim Tebow won him a playoff game and John Elway. Tim Tebow won him a playoff game because of some fucked because of some fucked overtime rules. And that's another. No. That's a story for another day. The NFL has the most effed up overtime. No, rules. I love the NFL's overtime rules. Don't agree with they you. They are idiotic. Nope, don't agree with. You. I, they I are absolutely idiotic. We'll save this for football season. This is a discussion we have for another time. I don't agree with you. Anyway, Joe Flacco, we love you. Jack uh, loves you. Well, I'm co-owner of this podcast. That means something. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, speaking of uh, heroic events. NBA All-Star Weekend was last weekend. David, I assume that you were huddled around the TV with with joyous wonder. Nope. Okay. And because? I made my opinion about All-Star Games pretty clear. I think they're all stupid. Oh, true. But They no longer serve a purpose, considering that we can now watch whomever we want, whenever we want. They serve exclusively as, you know, opportunities to wine and dine corporate sponsors. Sure. And Which then, is fine. And then they have the dunk contest and three-point shootout. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, I actually agree with uh, Wilbon and Kornheiser on this, that 
the dunk contest should no longer be the priority focus. I don't like that. The skills contest and the three-point shot, the three-point challenge should be the the, primary focus. The skills contest is always kind of boring because they're, and the three-point shot is, I love the three-point shot, but it is the same thing, which helps it in some regards because you know that you don't have to worry about creativity. Nope. But it hurts it because, and I love the three-point shot. Or bring back horse. Horse sucks. Horse, because they can't format it to TV. That's true. Um, the dunk contest is always guys have insanely creative dunks and I'm sorry everyone every bitter jaded NBA fan like it's not as good between Michael and Michael and Dominique I'm sorry did the same dunk every year and did it Jordan in 88 dunked from the free throw line twice in the same contest no one gave him shit for it because he's Michael Jordan and he's apparently infallible except when he gambles and when he's an owner but yeah except except when when the league secretly uh, suspends him for two years which is actually why Jordan retired air quotes and went and played baseball of course that's the dumbest conspiracy theory. It's maybe. one of my favorite. I know, but it's such a dumb thing that the NBA suspends their most popular player for doing something illegal. <laughs> well, it wasn't technically illegal in Chicago. No, but he was doing it in Atlantic City. That's what he got because he went. They were playing the Knicks in the playoffs. That's he went true. down to Atlantic City to gamble. So it's such a dumb. Gambled till four in the morning. Was wildly hungover and called it the flu. Yeah. No, that's the separate ninety-seven. Which is that's a. God, the NBA has so many dumb conspiracy theories, and as a Lakers fan, I'm I'm victim to make. Oh, speaking you of the are, Lakers, you are subject to several. I know. Of them. Speaking of the Lakers, um, briefly, let's make this very brief. Uh, they're twenty-eight and thirty. They're not going to make the playoffs. No, you you watch your tone. They're four games out right now. Play- so do we three. claim Buddy Hield's house if they lose? True. So so Buddy Hield, for those of you who don't know, is a Sacramento Kings player who played at Oklahoma last year. Who's got two years ago? Who's just got the whitest teeth. Oh, does he have pearly whites? He's got... Like Chip Skylark teeth? Yes. He has got, like, absolute, like, blindingly white... Could shine could shine a fucking laser off of those things. And he is on but the But you Kings. know, good for him. Yes. Oh, I, I wish I had those teeth. And... And that athletic ability. And that money. Yeah. You and me both. Anyway. anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, Buddy Heald on the Kings said that he would... He would give. He bet his house that the Kings, who are currently the ninth out of eight playoff teams, would make the playoffs. And that doesn't seem like a, who's who's challenging Buddy Heald to give up his house. That just seems like an I don't undis- know, but that's I don't know if the I don't know if the Kings are ready this year, but they're not. They're good. They get yeah. one. They need. They truly need. I think like a forward. They do. I think that I think they could use. Well, they have Marvin Bagley from Duke last that's year. That's true. Good player Bagley. Um, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is, is definitely one for the future. Collie Stein. Um, uh, Willie. Willie. Oh. And um, that there truly are like one doesn't need to, doesn't even need to be an all star. They just need like one consistent forward to you know give them a little stretch presence and maybe maybe play the, maybe play the four maybe play a four or a five, and they could you know they're not gonna upset they're not gonna upset the Warriors but like. They can make it out of the first round. They could um, beat, beat, be beat out the Trailblazers. And they're ahead of the Lakers right now in the playoff scene. The Lakers, because LeBron got hurt, he missed 18 games. Wait, they were I, the fourth seed when LeBron got hurt. Which I don't, I don't. Another another conspiracy theory that I'm, you know, interested in. Interested this is the most woke podcast we've done so far. This is, uh, this is, this is I don't know if this is the most woke, but this is definitely. Like this the most tinfoil. Yeah, tinfoil. Insert X Files theme, theme music here. Here, here we go. <laughs> but I truly like. I, I love the theory that LeBron wasn't actually fully injured that whole time. He was just using. He was use, He was making the team use it as an opportunity to shop his teammates. Sure. And that really backfired. 
<sighs> and then LeBron's saying guys can't let distractions get to them. And I was just telling you on the phone, and I was like, well... LeBron is the distraction. LeBron was the one and his agent orchestrating half the team to get traded. And LeBron's like, why aren't you guys playing with the same intensity? Gee, yeah. LeBron, I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hope they make the playoffs because this would be really embarrassing if LeBron can't lead the Lakers to the playoffs. Like, I, it's, I, I, remember, I remember telling you this at the start of the season, and it's probably on one of the podcasts. It is. You can go back. That, like, it is. This is, this is a washed season for him. Like, I knew it was a wash, but I thought they would be what they were before he got hurt, which was like a four. They beat the Warriors at Golden State on Christmas when he got hurt. That's true. And by the way, to my dad's credit, he said, listen, and my dad, my dad's old, so everything hurts to him, but he said, listen, you don't just recover from a groin injury. Like, that, it's not a muscle that you can, it's just like, you gotta just wait and wait. And he called it because he missed a month. So, mm-hmm. um, we are, we don't pray for sports, but we are hoping and wishing that the Lakers can get in the playoffs for my sake. Um, I'll take the eighth seed at this point, man. I, I would really be amazed, considering the Lakers have a pretty tough schedule they, coming up. They for the, do. Coming, coming up Tougher than the Clippers the and the season. Kings, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. And which is really weird, because the Kings are, not the Kings, but the Clippers are like, fully, fun to lose. They're fully in rebuild mode, they but they decided, to... they, do, they decided to do it at the trade deadline. Like, maybe y'all should have, I don't know, shut down Tobias Harris and Bogdan and, uh, and Boban. But then they traded them to Philly. That's what's weird. They were a six seed in training. Trust the fucking process. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm Trust. sorry. We're, we're getting way too inside basketball, and I apologize, but this is my bread and butter. So, um, we, again, we wish the Lakers the best. I am really, I am hoping for a Bucks 76ers Eastern Conference Finals because I want to blow up the Celtics. You know what? Because Kyrie. Kyrie's has be- a shithead. Kyrie, Kyrie has, be- has very quickly become. LeBron. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is definitely the, like,. Not to say he's a cancer, but he is... Um, Which you can say and I can't. I mean, you can call someone a, a team cancer. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. But, like, he definitely is a negative personality within that team. And I firmly believe is stunting the growth of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He's also just a, an annoying, woke shithead. Like, the earth is flat thing... Which is the ultimate? Uh, you know what? We can. Sh- we don't have to say another thing about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving he is believes a that the Earth is He's a flat. There we go. End of discussion. So the other part about the NBA All Star game that I liked was uh, <laughs> their choice of bumper music because they were in Charlotte. They used "Raise Up" by Petey Pablo, which, as you said, I don't think Petey Pablo's gotten the royalty check that big since Freak Leak. He <laughs> <laughs> definitely hasn't. Um, what an odd yet perfect choice for bumper I don't music. Think it's, I don't think it's an odd one, especially considering if they played it during the slam dunk contest. Because I mean, "Raise Up." Also. Also, yeah, that t- that's a great tip with me. Go back and listen to Raise Up by Petey Pablo for, like, the first hook, and then you get the gist of the song. Don't yeah. listen to the full format. Yeah. Um, and don't, don't for the love of God, do not go and listen to the All-State all remix. Oh, I prefer... That's the version I have. Yeah. New York City! Come on. Otherwise, he's just saying North Carolina the entire chorus. It's a yeah, but it's where he's from. It's the, original, it's the song sure. in, its, in, in its original entirety. That's, that's true. Uh, speaking of hip-hop, shout-out to Eminem, who on Saturday the 23rd, the 20-year anniversary of the Slim, the Slim Shady LP. And for those of you who aren't David and I and aren't nerds about this shit, that's the one with my name is on it. Uh, yeah. What are your memories of that album, David? Do you remember the cover where he's got, uh, he's got a body hanging out the back? <laughs> of the trunk and his daughter. Who we're to believe is Kim. Kim. Yes. Um... What I will say is, 20 years on, that album has not aged well. None of Eminem's music has aged well. Part of it is he was very much a product of his time. Yes. Um, the hyper-masculine era of, you know, drop, you know, making all sorts of homophobic slurs and um, 
content that just would not fly in the modern day and age right. on mainstream radio. You know, uh, you still have people like Tyler, the creator, talking about the same sort of things. But then Tyler came out in the mid- and then apparently Tyler's gay, so... Tyler's, Tyler's now out about being gay, but, like, it still doesn't negate the fact that he, you know... Yeah. M- made a whole song about chaining up two women in a basement and, you know, raping them. Right. And, like, I, 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 I hate to be so flippant about it, but those are those are the words right. that he uses. And, like, it's, it's... One, to go back and look at, like, part of why I think M's music doesn't has not aged well and you know there's somebody out there who probably disagrees with me and think that it's aged just fine I would, I, I would argue that but I'm, I'm a but I think that it for me personally it has not aged well because rage is something that specifically when it's not a systematic rage when yeah. it's just a rage against a personal circumstance that rage doesn't needs, age well. Yeah. well it's not I mean yeah it doesn't age well but like it, 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 it needs to be it needs to constantly sort of have its momentum pushed forward so it needs to always have something moving it forward and pushing it forward and, and doing something that makes it I don't know continually pertinent it needs to, it needs to constantly have a match under its ass well that's why I think the Slim Shady LP would be better in your case than the Marshall Ma- the Marshall Mathers LP was a really angry album that's true and the Slim Shady LP was a bullshit like, Slim Shady LP has just a bunch of had, stupid like come on everybody right which like, is a that, that is a funny I'm, that still makes me laugh it is like yeah there are there are definitely bits and pieces of it where you go back and you're like okay I, I see I see why this was viewed as such a sort of groundbreaking album at the time yeah. because you know the, the the legend goes that Dr. Dre didn't know Eminem was white until so he, he met walked him for the room. first time. Yeah. Like, and then he walked in with a yellow jumpsuit. And yeah. Just, um, yeah. And that's also a byproduct of the 90s. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another <laughs> byproduct of the 90s. Like, that's true. I, I, I have differing opinions. Well, I mean, Eminem's my favorite artist, so I'm, but I'm not like, yeah, I would say that if I didn't love the Marshall Matters LP, I would agree that it has, and it parts of it have an H-O. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't like him when it came out. Yeah. No, like that's like that's that was too much then it's too much now like he's he's legitimately talking about murdering his actual wife that's too much no matter yeah. what but a song like you know come on everybody which is just my favorite color is red like the bloodshed from Kurt Cobain's head when he shot himself dead. I'm sorry that's a funny line it's it, is a, a, it's, it is a funny line and uh women all wrapped up in my shish kebab bought Lauren Hill's tapes so her kids could starve because Lauren Hill allegedly had a line of she would rather starve than have white people buy her music. That's yeah. funny and clever. My favorite color is red, like the bloodshed. From Kurt Cobain's head when he shot himself dead. <laughs> Women all grabbing in my sis kebab. Bought Lauren Hill's tape so her kids could starve. So, yeah. that's the part of the music. Yeah, no, if I mean, ever, you know, if, if, he'd done a whole, if he'd done a whole album of, of songs like that, I would, you know. Well, the, the Slim Shady LP is a lot of like that. Yeah, there are, there are a good portion of those songs that are like that, but I, I, I still stand by... Eminem was Eminem was was one of those artists who I'm you know I'm not ashamed that I listened to. He was again he was you know he was everywhere. He was and he was really good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he he is he is undeniably a great rapper. Right. But he's just comes off as a bit corny now. Right. And yeah, some of his newer music also does come off. And when you are with me, like you're in the trenches. Like I, but I'm also not the old. I, I, Eminem has a lot of bad music. He does, and like, so does, but so does Nas. Nas has the worst album I've ever heard. Yeah, Nas has Nas Nas. Yeah, Nas is not infallible here. Like I remember in college that I was at a house party, um, and there was some kid who showed up who insisted he was a DJ, and was playing Eminem party like Eminem's party tracks. To, like, Eminem has to, no party tracks. That's what I kept trying. He was like he, he has like played, two. He played without me, and I was like, 
Okay, this is not how you get a yeah. party going, yeah. bud. You can play part of it as an intro to something, yeah. and maybe that works. Like yeah. Eminem has, yeah, like a he couple played, songs. like Mosh, and then he. That's played, not a good. Nope. Yeah, and he played um, Down to Business, and I'm just sort of like, like Business is a oh, is, is and Business is the closest song he has to that song, mm -hmm. and it's still not. Yeah, it's it was it was a very weird party. Right. Although parties are sort of weird in general, I, I yes, yeah. um, especially in college, let us all cram together in a in a dark basement and get drunk. That's the embodiment of the American dream, though. It truly is. Speaking of the American dream, uh, we will wrap this up uh, much shorter than our last few episodes have been. Mercifully, yeah. Uh, so, well, hold on. Let's put the process of these last few episodes that Dave and I went through. So. We recorded the PJ episode that kept mm -hmm. getting pushed back. Mm -hmm. I made the intro for the PJ episode, which has all the like clips spurted into it. Um, and then we, I listened to every episode basically to get the best of, and then the supercut. Mm -hmm. And then we recorded it, and then we recorded what ended up being the bonus episode. And you had to sit through like a two-hour long recording, <laughs> a two-hour ten-minute long recording, which was fine. I had to sit in traffic that week. And then the editing got it got screwed up in editing, so I had to read it. So. What I'm saying is we made about three episodes in a little over a week. Yep. We needed to refresh our brains. So having an episode under 40 minutes is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, David, do you have any prophetic last words for the people out there? Um, Not even prophetic, maybe. Just words. Inspiring. Well, those of you who listen to the podcast routinely know that I am fascinated by conspiracy theories. The <laughs> biggest... The... the 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 elephant in the room as I'm, far I'm as... Sorry to interrupt you just one second. This is continuing to be our most tinfoil episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100% <laughs> go, go ahead, I'm sorry. Cut you, but go ahead. Uh, but there are... For those of you who've listened to me talk about the, the, the conspiracy theory that truly fascinates me the most right now, it's the QAnon. Yeah. It's our second Q&A. Go back and listen to it. Dave yeah. Talks about it. Um, QAnon's whole deal is that Donald Trump is on a secret crusade against a secret governmental cabal. You know, this is also super laden with anti-Semitism and, um, you know. 4chan? Really? Yeah. Oh, God, never. 4chan, not the... Mm, they <laughs> they're, so never. Well be they're so well-behaved. Yeah, they're so nice. They're so <laughs> welcoming and kind. Um, yeah, yeah. for those of you who, who, who can't pick up on the sarcasm, there's, it's, it's dripping. And, I, and I'm, I'm actually going to disavow myself because 4chan can fuck with people. So you know what, 4chan? You guys are great, and I, I am okay with no, you y'all are... Please don't, please don't, please don't. Y'all are take. gross and terrible people. That was David Hart speaking, not Jack Selby. I own it. Yeah, good for you. Um, you're... But QAnon is like fully off the rails, and I mean, it's been fully off the rails for a while. But what I'm starting to, to see, the, 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 there's, a, the, there's a pattern. And, you know, I'm not saying that this is, has any way got any sort of validity because I don't think Q is a real valid concept to begin with, but all of this protesting and uh, talk of Donald Trump leading a secret cabal against uh, pedophilia, boy, it's really cutting close to him. The people he, the, like, some of the people in his circles are starting to get picked off in this Jeffrey Epstein case and Robert Kraft getting picked off in a potentially a sex trafficking uh, ring and like what if the Q conspiracy theory has been actually about Donald Trump the whole time I'm just happy we get to use the X-Files theme in two separate parts of this episode <laughs> love it and with that with that as 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 Mulder has said so often I want to believe